Welcome to Core Parenting Conversations with Kaylee. My name is Kaylee Kukla, and I've spent the last decade supporting children and families with challenging behaviors. As a mom of two, I appreciate how overwhelming and exhausting parenthood can often be. So I'm taking all of my book knowledge and combining it with real life experiences to change the dialogue around parenting. We'll have powerful conversations that always include practical tips so you can walk away feeling inspired and empowered to make simple yet impactful changes in your family's life. Let's dive in. Welcome to another core parenting conversation with Kaylee. I'm Kaylee and I'm your host for this episode. And today we are kicking off a series, a short little series in September, all about routines. I figured most of us are kind of settling into the back to school routine. We're getting back in the swing of things. And even if your kids aren't in school or maybe you homeschool, Routines are super important. They establish that predictability and stability that is so important for children's overall sense of safety. I actually consider routines, if you've heard the previous podcast about visual routines with Sarah from Mighty and Bright, you know that this is one of those proactive safety structures, one of those things we can do proactively to decrease challenging behavior because it really does build in that safety and decrease stress for our children. So I thought we'd take out a few episodes of September and talk about routines, and today we'll kick that off. And today is actually about simple connection with our children throughout routines. Because connection is also one of those proactive ingredients we can sprinkle in throughout our days to increase cooperation and collaboration and decrease the power struggle and angst and and all of the other somewhat challenging behaviors. First, I wanted to define connection. I feel like connection is one of those words that is thrown out a lot on social media, a lot on gentle parenting sites and and workshops and such, but it's one that often doesn't get defined. And then because it doesn't get defined or because we're not very clear on what it is, I see people, especially moms, becoming very insecure about, am I giving my children enough? And then we start listing all the things we do to give our children connection. And so I want to define it and tell you what it is and what it's not, just to create some clarity around it before we go into the top three tips for building that connection into the routine. Okay, so the connection that resonates the most with me is from Dr. Brene Brown, right out of her book, The Gifts of Imperfection. And here it is. Connection is the energy that exists between people when they feel seen, heard, and valued, when they can give and receive without judgment, and when they derive sustenance and strength from the relationship. 
So there's a few key words there that I want to pull out that really resonate with me, which is why this is my all-time favorite definition of connection. Number one, connection is energy. It's energy. It's not something we do. (laughs) Which if you remember what I just said before I defined it, you know, parents will list all the things I do to give my child connection. Connection is not something we do. It's not about doing all the stuff with our kids. Well, we went swimming in the pool and then we went to the beach and then we got ice cream and then we did all these fun things and their bucket still isn't full. Okay, so that's the first thing I want to talk about. Then I want to talk about when they see, feel seen, heard, and valued. You're worthy. You matter. You belong. Your contribution matters to this family, to me. And without judgment, they can give and receive without judgment. You know, think of adult relationships. Think of those really, those strong, intimate relationship when a crisis happened, they're the person you call on the phone because no matter what the crisis is, they're not going to start lecturing you. They're not going to start judging you. They are there listening and holding space and validating you and, and seeing you and understanding you and your struggle in that moment. And then we derive strength from the relationship. That's where that visual saying or the old saying about filling the bucket, that's what it really is, bringing strength to ourselves. We're fortified when we spend time with that person. You know how I have this joke actually with my husband, you know, there's the life givers, the people that breathe life to me. I feel energized after spending time with them. And those are the people that I actively seek out. And then there's the life suckers, the people or the places or maybe the organization or somewhere that just really drain you. They just kind of suck that life out of you. And that's okay. You know, sometimes people do need to take more than they can give. Sometimes we all have that capacity to give or take more or less, depending on where we are. But being aware of what energizes you and what drains you and who energizes you and who drains you. And you know what? Sometimes that's your kids. Kids can really drain us because they require so much energy. But here's the thing. We also need to find things we can do with our kids that energizes us both. And that's what this podcast is about. That's what I want to talk to you today about. Okay, so now we know what it is and we know what it isn't. It's not checking the boxes. So oftentimes one of the most popular tips for building connection with kids is special time. And look, I love special time. We could talk about special time on another episode. I'm actually not gonna include it today. You know, special time is one-on-one time with your child. Usually they say strive for, you know, once a day, uh, 10 to 15 minutes. Uh, You could also do like a, we call them like mommy-child dates. You know, go out with your child on a date and do something fun. Um, But that doesn't, always equate connection. If you're not enjoying it, right, if you're not deriving strength from it, if it's not recharging you, um, if the phone keeps interrupting, if maybe you're sitting, even sitting on the couch together watching a movie, have you ever had the experience where like you and your partner maybe sit down on the couch 
and you're watching a movie together, watching a show, and one partner, and maybe it's you, because sometimes it's me, like I'll own it. Okay, we're scrolling on our phones instead of watching the show together. It doesn't really feel like we're spending any time together. Even when we watch a show together, you know, then we're like laughing at different parts or we're kind of looking over or maybe, you know, we talk about it afterwards. We're experiencing it together. There's that energy difference when we're both experiencing the same thing at the same time. We're both fully present in that moment versus one of us is fully present and the other person's half there. It's an energy thing, okay? It's not, we're not doing, like we're still sitting on the couch, we're still in the same room, we're watching the show. And this is, you know, very bottom baseline example. But I think we've all had that experience or many of us have had that experience and can relate to that. That's why today I'm not really gonna focus on activities with our children. These are actual strategies for how to be more fully present so we can cultivate that energy between us, that connection between us. So the first one, and I'm telling y'all, it's simple, but it's powerful. So that's what I'm all about. The really simple stuff that is really easy to implement in your everyday life that is powerful. And the first one is all of those things, and it's observe your child. So often we get caught up, especially as a mom, I feel this way. I get caught up in the caretaking, the doing things, you know, changing the clothes, brushing the teeth, putting things away. I just do. And we forget about being with our children. Just being with them is so important. And honestly, I'm a play project consultant. Play is an early childhood intervention and support for autistic children and for children who have a really hard time being near people. So sometimes if you go over to a child and you try and sit down with them, they'll just walk away from you. Okay. They just, they don't even want you in your space. They don't want you too close to what they're doing. This is common amongst autistic children. One of the first strategies we do, it's, it's called just being with them. Just be with them and watch them and observe what they're doing and create that energy between you and that child. That's how powerful this is, okay? It's establishing that strong relationship between you and your child. Connection before correction is a cornerstone practice of gentle parenting. When I first started coaching parents to do this, I quickly realized that most parents struggle to find enough connection, enough time while juggling all the children, activities, responsibilities, all the things. How do I find the time while getting them out the door to school or rushing home to cook dinner and get to bed on time? That's when I realized that parents needed help embedding high power connection activities throughout all the routines, literally to transform the way they interact while getting their children dressed, bathed, eating, or loading up in the car. Enter the Get Silly Challenge, a seven-day program designed to help you deeply connect with your child through fun, laughter, and simple, simple, y'all, simple, silly games. These aren't things you will have to add to your to-do list because 
None of us need that. (laughs) They will transform your to-do list and your relationship with your child. Increase connection and decrease power struggles is what I'm all about here. Beginning September 25th. You can register today or learn more at www.kayleekukla.com backslash get silly or just head to the show notes for the link. Now back to this core parenting conversation. Here's the part I think that's a bonus, but that actually, okay, so it strengthens me, right? It gives me some sustenance is Children are naturally wired to explore, be curious, and find wonder in everyday routine activities. Something that I, as an adult, I mean, I don't know about you, but (laughs) I really struggle with this. Like some days just feel so routine and there's, I'm not in wonder or awe over things, but finding those little moments. And you know what helps me is whenever I stop and watch my children play or explore, I experience their wonder by watching them. And I can remember all the things I love about them. Sometimes I'm in wonder of the fact that like, oh my gosh, I just created, like I created this person and now they're here and I get to watch them grow and how much they've grown in their short time on earth, you know, how much they've developed, not just physically, but emotionally and spiritually. It just fills me with that wonder and awe, but then also watching how do they go about playing or building or reading or whatever activity they're engaged in is incredible. And I find that when I cultivate that wonder by watching my children, I also, it's easier for me to find in everyday things like watching the birds or watching the sky or the sunrise or the moon or, you know, my children were constantly watching nature in wonder. But that is something I cultivate. So paying simple attention to them in these moments is such an incredible connection booster for you both. Because sometimes magic happens and your child will look up at you and they'll catch your eye contact. They'll notice that you're watching them and you get this little smile and their eyes light up. They get these twinkle eyes. Because going back to that original definition of connection by Dr. Brene Brown, they want to feel valued, seen, heard. And if you're watching them, that automatically shares a sense of, yeah, you're so valuable to me. You're so important to me. I'm paying attention to you. Okay, so that's number one, observing your child. See, super simple, very powerful. Number two, do less, wait more. Okay, so here's the theme. Connection isn't doing things. And number two is do less, wait more. So number one, we talked about doing versus being. (laughs) And number two, here we are again. So oftentimes when we play or talk with our children, we feel the need to fill in. So sometimes if it's too quiet, I do this when I play coach parents, okay, for the play project. When I play coach them, I'll notice that parents try and jump in and fill in the quiet gaps. Or if the child kind of breaks away from the interaction and is like focused on the play or whatever they're doing, the adult will automatically try and re-engage them. There's nothing 
wrong with that. I I don't want to say that like the urge to engage our children is bad or that you're doing anything wrong. Okay. This is not about right or wrong. What it is, is when we constantly feel this need to fill in or engage our children, the interactions can become very adult driven. And while the intention is so good, it's so incredible you want to engage with your children, it can often lead to less connection and more annoyance (laughs) and more feelings of defeat by the adult because the child's not engaging back or they're not engaging the way you wish they would. Um, So wait, do less and wait and wait for your child to offer the connection bid. And these connection bids, here's why I said observe first, because in order to recognize the connection bids, we need to be able to observe. So turn on those observer glasses, okay, the lens, that's what it is, the lens to search for these bids, because they can be as subtle as glancing up or pausing and waiting for you or physically leaning in or turning towards you. Or they may be more obvious, like prompting you to do something, offering a piece of information, asking you a question. A lot of this depends on your child's own temperament and personality. I have one of each. One who's like, mommy, I want you to play with me. And then the other one might be more subtle most of the time. Okay, so number three is a little bit of doing. But I think I wanted to put this in here because I think oftentimes parents think in order for an exchange, a moment, special time, what have you, to be connection with our children. It has to be totally something that like the child picks and is their favorite thing to play or favorite thing to do or favorite toy or what have you. It is really important for connection to be authentic. Okay, it's that authentic energy. We can't fake it. Our kids will sense that. You know, sometimes if the kid really wants to play like Legos or really wants to play a pretend game, it's not wrong to engage in that. Again, this is not about right and wrong. It's about cultivating a practice of building this connection. And so one of the things that I think is really important, and especially as my boys get older, I've been focusing on this a lot more, is finding something you and your child authentically enjoy together. You both really like doing and you like doing it together. So this can be reading a certain type of book. I actually loved when my children were young, you know, pulling out the old toddler books or the old books that my mom saved. And we found some great books that my kids actually really enjoyed that I loved as a child. And so That is just such a mutually enjoyable experience for us because they're books that both of us really, really enjoy reading together. My son actually recently, he's almost eight, got into the Magic Treehouse series. And so we read a few chapters every night. And I actually really love those books. Like I find myself looking forward to reading those to him because a lot, most of them are historical fiction. And I'm a, that's my favorite genre of fiction. It's something we both mutually enjoy and I look forward to. This could be also music. 
you know, my husband, for example, loves playing the piano with the kids. He's a pianist. So they get out and they they have these little jam sessions together. It could be a game. It could be building Legos if you love doing that. It could be doing something outside and exploring. It could be a separate activity. There's no right or wrong. It's what really resonates with you, what really resonates with your child. And try and find a way to build that into the regular schedule if not daily, because there's a finite time to everybody's day, weekly or some time of timeline that you both can look forward to and depend on. So for example, it's super easy for us to build in the Magic Treehouse series into our daily routine. We read every night together. Something that is built into our weekly routine is a walk on the beach. My one son is a super early riser. He loves to go walk on the beach with me. And that's become something that we do together once a week. We live like 10 minutes from the ocean. So (laughs) we're not driving hours every day to do that. (laughs) So this is all about exposure too. So I don't want you to feel like, you know, you have to pick one activity and stick with it or maybe something that's very nostalgic for you and then feel this big letdown when maybe your kid's just not into it. I certainly had some books from my childhood that my kids were not into. And I was like, okay, you know, let it go. It's not about me. It's about finding something that's mutual. Also the exposure, like they might love, you know, my son was getting into running with my husband and some weeks he really loves it. And some weeks, not so much because so much of early childhood is about just exposure to different things, experiencing new things, trying on different roles or trying on different activities because they're figuring out their likes and dislikes. They're figuring out that self-identity. So it's okay for this to shift over time. And you may feel like it's an ever-moving target. Like it's, you know, one thing a few weeks and then it's changing. And that's okay. Stay open and curious because remember, they're discovering themselves through the process and you're meeting them where they are. And that's what builds the connection. All right. So those were the very simple, but extremely powerful, simple ways to build in connection throughout your everyday exchanges with your children. If you want to dive deeper into building connection through fun and giggles and silly throughout your day, check out my upcoming five-day Get Silly Challenge. You can embed these play techniques into the interactions with silly voices, songs, drama, music to create a strong connection. This is not about adding to your to-do list. Just like the things I mentioned in this podcast, it's about transforming your to-do list from mundane, everyday doing to enjoying each other and being silly and cultivating that laugh and fun and enjoyment together. Okay, so the Get Silly Challenge, it's five days. It's seven days total. It's five days of mini workshops. You get a handbook. Every day you get an email check-in. There's reflection prompts. There's all kinds of stuff. We do it all together in the group. It's so incredible. Here's a testimonial from a participant from the last Get Silly Challenge. And it's a, I think it's a really relatable example she uses in her testimonial. It was time to get out of the pool. Transitions between activities have been challenging lately. So anticipating that, I put some of the Get Silly strategies into action. He squealed with excitement and happily started running to the house. 
I watched amazed that he was going in without a fight. And that is what it is all about, guys. So this challenge starts Monday, September 26th. 2022. If you're listening to this podcast next year, uh, you can join the challenge by joining the core community and score access to the entire community, including workshops, weekly live Q&As, ebooks, on-demand support, and more. Or you can join by signing up via my website, which is linked in the show notes. Thanks so much for being here this week, and I'll see you right back here next week for another core parenting conversation.